So I thank God for you all who are here this morning, for those who are out on the, what I like to call TV land. Bless you this morning, and I won't endeavor to hold you long because uh, I was thinking of just not even having a sermon this morning. But we got, yes, but God. We got sermon and song. We got sermon and praise. And now we'll do a little bit of sermon in the word. So let us pray. God, we thank you. We thank you, God, for coming, for being with us like the mighty rushing wind that you are. God, continue to bless us in this church. We thank you, Father, that even in the bad weather, we're still able to come. We're still able through sickness and issues and things of, of this life. We're still able to come because you blessed us and you kept us. We thank you for the music. We thank you for those who participated in the service. Now, God, we ask that you just come and be with us in this word as we give what you have given to your servant to pass on to this waiting congregation. Stand up in me, O oh Father. Stand up in the people who are here. Stand up and allow us to know that it ain't through nothing that we do, but through the power of the Holy Ghost. We bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. says in the New King James Version in Lamentations 3 and 22 the very familiar scriptures that we love to hear I even almost thought of calling on Mr. Matt to sing what that song, that, that uh, scripture brings to life but I said I have worked him to death on that song so I will let him rest today do it again, Pastor. Do it again. Today. <laughs> today. Only today. But it says in Lamentations 3.22, through. Now please hear that word, through. Through the Lord's mercies. We are not consumed. That means we won't lose it. We haven't lost it. And we will make it by any means necessary. And so God told me, he said, while you're laying here, just thinking on terms of talking about you can make it through. You know, we're still in our hard times and hard things series. And so we're going to, as my wife told me, you know, even though you are the one who kind of sets the tone, we're going to go through hard things to the end of the year. I said, okay, sounds good to me. That's what God gave us. So you, 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 you can make it through. You can make it through because God will give you his, his necessary means, Sister Elaine, 
And Alan, because of his compassions, yeah. his love for you, yeah. wow. we won't fail. Amen. That's you. what the Bible says. I hope y'all are hearing me already. We won't fail. Right. I hope you hear me because we won't fail. Simple words. This is Sylvia loves to say big words. These are not big words. They're simple words. You see, the Oxford Dictionary says that the word through is continuing in time toward completion of a time or period. So if I put this in the vernacular compared to life's conditions, you can see that the word through, Sister Karen, means that we get by our issues. We get by our problems. And we get by all of life's craziness. Anybody had some craziness happen to you in your life? I know you have. You keep on living if you haven't. Just keep on going. We got some craziness. It'll help us to get past the craziness and we won't be kept from getting around our concerns. Getting through means we won't get hung up on our woes. We won't get hung up on our financial issues. Church issues. Family issues. Relationship issues and anything else that we can think about. Anything that's getting us down. Anything that's keeping us from meeting our ends. Keeping us from getting to the other side. Keeping us from getting through. We can all get through based on God's love for us and His and our love for Him. Alright, I'm going to hurry up and get to the point. I know y'all ready to go home in this dog belly. <laughs> to get through, though, means God is expecting us to love him. Amen. To, to get through, God is expecting us to trust him. Amen. To get through, God is expecting us to obey him. Amen. See, he told us in Hebrews 11 and 6 that we must believe him for who he is. In other words, if we want to get through life with God's help and blessing, we must first come to him as a believer. And him who is who he is. We got to come to him and say we know that you are him who you are. And that you are a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. This makes it clear and easy to get what we call through. Because if you look at Proverbs 3 and 5, and that, that verse says that we are to lean on him and get our understanding from him. Not lean on our own understanding. Not take matters into our own hands. Not Lean on what we think is the thought pattern of the day. We got to lean on him and understand from him, not our common sense, 
because the Bible tells us that things that are spiritually discerned will never be understood by man. We, we're not to lean on our book knowledge. How many degrees we got? Yeah, I got them, and I thank God for them. And I know those of you that have them, you thank God for you thank God for getting you out of high school. That's a degree. You thank God for getting you as far as you got. So that's another degree, a degree of grace. We got it all. We thank God for it. But that is not the end all and the be all. If we we don't take matters into our own hands and we don't try to understand based on our own thoughts, then we can get through. We can't use our know-how. We can't use our, our thought patterns. Because we'll miss the things of the Spirit. Amen. I, I'm just taking my time so, so that I can get caught up. And, 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 and so when we take it in the Spirit, things come together. God tells us what we need to know. Because if we don't do it in the Spirit, we can watch how things get our yeah. way. Y'all know what out of whack is. It's out of track. It's off track. It's tossed like a sack. Okay, I know y'all like that. (laughs) We get messed up from the top down. Getting messed up from the floor up. Somebody help me here. Let me, let me hurry up and, and, and tell you, there was a writer named John Lawrence that explains my whack term. He says that many believers are sowing wild oats during the week. They go to church on Sunday and they pray for crop pay. Somebody going to get that one. So we mess things up. We mess things up and we find it hard to get through because of how we get things out of whack. Is there a witness in the house? Amen. We get them, we get them out of whack. So in this lamentation, let me go on to the scripture, which is a sorrowful story, which is what lamentation means. And this this though this lamentation was in a book of sorrowful stories, if you will, written by who I would call the crybaby of the Bible. People say he's the weeping prophet. I call him the crybaby of the Bible, not from a negative standpoint, but because he cried for a reason. He had reasons to cry. We were talking about Jeremiah, who, who because he cried unto God at the very start of his ministry, he was then told by God to go preach. And to teach the people. If any of you are like me, you cried. If you didn't cry out loud, you cried in your spirit. When you especially wasn't trying to be nobody's preacher. I wasn't looking forward to this church. I wasn't looking forward to playing music in this church. I wasn't looking for anything like that. Because when the Lord started talking about preaching, I said, I'll leave that to my father who I thought was one of the greatest preachers that ever lived. But he didn't need me to do that. Well, as you see me standing here, you can tell that God said, do it. 
I don't care whether you like my style or not. He said, do it. I don't care whether you appreciate me hooping and hollering on or not. He said, do it. He said, preach it, prophesy it. Tell them what I say. So this crybaby cried. He cried over the idolatry of the people in Jerusalem. And, and he said he couldn't go for it because he was just too young. His plans were to get out of it. Like my plans. But instead God wanted him to go through it. People of God, how many of you know that when you got a plan and you want to go through it your way, and God has planned it so you can go through it another way, that you're going to have to go through it his way. Let me raise my hand. Hallelujah. You see, Jeremiah cried over the false prophets of the day and, and, and he prophesied about the downfall of other kingdoms. And because of going through as God told him, he was continuously persecuted. People are going to talk about you when you do the work of the Lord. How many of you know that sometimes when you are going through according to God's plan, you're going to be persecuted? May not seem like it, but folk gonna talk about you. They'll commit sins of omission and commission. They won't love you like they used to. You'll think things are going one way, and they'll think they're going another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You try to do the right thing, but you get persecuted. You try to be a a good at two shoes, cause you know I I I'm always looking at how. Young girls seem to always want those guys that are the worst ones out there. They don't have no cooth. They don't. They don't recognize that there's adults in the house. Uh, they don't want to work to help the house go forward. They don't want to do nothing but live and let live. That's not all of them, but, but I, by and large, I, I just could not understand. When I was coming through uh, high school, why some of these girls wanted some of these good-for-nothing guys. They wanted the bad boy, bad boy. What you going to do? What you going to do when it comes for you? Yeah, that's what they wanted. Getting probably to getting past the eye as my way to really understand that I could I could actually run into somebody who had sense Say it. upstairs, Say it. recognize that I was bringing to the table some real things that that could help us right. as a group. That I was not one of those guys who was out there just trying to mess over somebody. Right. I, I know I'm getting off on a tangent. Y'all right. forgive right. me, but I, I just could not understand it. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. 
I believe that when I was coming through, you should, you should try to do the best you could with what you have to offer, including your brains. Use them. Nowadays, kids, I'm not trying to pick on you, but I'm looking at how nowadays there are a lot of kids where they don't want the kids to be smart. The friends around them, oh, no, you don't want to do all that. Getting your book stuff, you don't want to learn nothing. You want to be somebody who is just a big dummy out there. <laughs> and not doing anything. But they got brains upstairs. They could be today's doctors and lawyers and anything they want to be. They could do that. But people don't want them to do it. They they want them to be be old and, and lazy. So they get persecuted. They get afflicted. They get, get lied on. They, they get mistreated because you're working according to God's plan. And when you're working toward God's plan, you're going to get some persecution. People are going to say some things you won't like. But you got to keep on going. Amen. Nevertheless, Jeremiah preached and prophesied in the Lord's name as he was told. So he praised God in, in hard times. He preached in hard times. He prophesied in hard times. And he wrote about it as he cried about it. That's why some people say journaling is a good thing. Now, I'm not one of those who goes to all the journaling stuff. I, but I will I'll cry about it. I'll, I'll, I'll read about it in my own mind, but I ain't necessarily going to write about it. I'm just being honest with you. Jeremiah lamented over the destruction of Jerusalem, a once great city of worship that was a shadow of what it once was. Here's the reason why y'all hear this a shadow of turning with me in the in the song Great is Thy Faithfulness. Because these people were devastated by war. And, and so he he is looking at this once great city of worship that has gone down in despair. And Jeremiah said, okay, all right, all right. God called me. So I'm not going to despair for long. So he saw God's sovereignty in his suffering. And in Lamentations, he often gave hope to the people that they could make it through like he did in, in the text this morning. So I got a couple points, and I'm going to get out of the way so we can go home. Point number one is there is hope in God's love. I hope you know that. Yeah. Because you can make it through any situation. Not some, not a piece, but any situation. Where you know that God's love is carrying you. Yeah. I've had some troubles and trials, but I knew that God's love was carrying me. Yeah. Through it all, I learned to trust in Jesus. Through it all, I learned to trust in God because I made it through because of the love 
And then if you depend upon his word, you can continue to trust in God no matter what the issue and the situation will be. My second point, God gets us through every new day. God gets us through every new day. You might be mad today, but when we gain our composure and we concentrate on the love of God, we can know that he's working us through life's situations. And he's working us through for his glory and for our blessing. And we talked about blessings the last two weeks. I'm letting you know that you can have blessings after this. There will be glory after this. There will be victory after this. While you're going through. Charles F. Kettering once said about getting through that we should all be concerned about the future. That is every new day, my words. Because he says we will have to spend the rest of our lives there. Did you hear me? He said we got to be concerned about what's happening in the future. We, don't, we can't do anything about it. God's got the control of the future. But he said we ought to be concerned about it. Because we have to spread, spend the rest of our lives there. And then there was a guy named Dennis Fisher who wrote in the Daily Bread some time ago some related words that he got from an author named Samus, S-A-M-M-I-S. And he said, not a shadow can rise, not a cloud in the skies, but a smile quickly drives it away. Not a doubt nor a fear, not a sigh nor a tear can abide while we trust and obey. And Fisher adds to that, to see beyond God's shadows, we got to look to the Christ, which is the light. So here's this story, and I'm almost done. There was once a man who said that he had, had seen so much affliction in his lifetime. He had to try to get through much darkness in his life instead of walking in the light of day. He has seen much bitterness and hardship. And he feels walled in and weighed down by all of this. And doesn't seem to be able to get away from it. The man continues to say that he felt deprived of peace. And he said, my soul is downcast in me. Yet, keep these words in mind. He said, this I call to mind. And therefore, I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new 
every morning. So great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. I say to you that the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I'll wait for him. Obviously, this man was Jeremiah, where his story was paraphrased in the first through the 24th verses of Lamentations 3. And I just wanted somebody to think about how they need to know, like Jeremiah, that you can make it through. Yeah. You can make it through all the crying. You can make it through all the despair. You can make it through all of the depression. Yes. And whatever is coming next. If you got God on your side and his love is abiding in you, you can make it through. Yeah. So now we're going to talk more about this next week when Pastor I gets back. But we got a lot more to say about how great God's faithfulness and how you can make it through. So for this week, trust in the Lord yes. with all your understanding. Yes. Lean not to what you think and begin to just say, I can make it through yeah. if I just look at what God is going to do through me. Amen. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. Amen.